0: 1 Kings chapter 17, very familiar story. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. That's a pretty powerful prophet. It's a pretty powerful man of God to look at you and say, It's not going to rain till I say it's going to rain. Oh God, we need some more of that today. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself. By the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land and the word of the Lord came unto him saying arise Get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. I want to preach to you for a few minutes tonight from this thought from comfort to the miracle. From comfort to the miracle. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord and ask God to prepare your heart, your ground for the word of the Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to help us tonight. God, I believe you. Jesus, in your name. You may be seated. Now, what I'm about to say to you is not the most positive thing in the world. But I feel like the Lord has put something in my spirit tonight. In the weeks and months that are to come, There will be a series of circumstances and situations that will cause what feels comfortable to us to dry up. But the Spirit of the Lord says when that dries up, I will not forsake you. In fact, I will sustain you while many others perish. My hand will rest upon the people of my name, and I will give unto you the miraculous sustaining of my hand. Do not despair. Do not fear. Do not doubt. For I have you in my sight and I have you in my hand and I will not forsake you In this time, give God praise. We've all been there in the act of doing what we believe God would have us to do. Worshipping, praying, being obedient, enjoying His presence and His provision along the way. And all of a sudden, the creek dries up. And we begin to question, hey God, what's going on? Where did you go? Did I do something wrong? What do I do now? Come on, we've all been there. Maybe God blessed you with a great job. Then after a time, you get that notice that you've been laid off or worse, fired. Maybe... You experienced the healing. Received an email this week from someone who had been verifiably healed on Sunday night. And then in three to four weeks the symptoms returned. Maybe your relationship with God had become particularly sweet and precious to you and then One morning you wake up and you can't even feel God's presence to save your life. Maybe things are going fine in your marriage. At least so you think. When out of the blue, your spouse tells you, I'm sorry, I don't love you anymore. It'll get better, I promise. What happened? It sounds like the creek dried up. We've all been in that place, that difficult time. What happens when that happens? Tonight in this place, I want you to consider some things with me. First of all, when the creek dries up, God will provide a cherith. The world was suffering a drought because of Elijah's prayer. Elijah was just as human as we are. And for three and a half years, his prayer kept the rain from falling. Consider this with me tonight. The curse that befell the earth through Elijah's prayer also had consequences. For Elijah. It was much worse than a downturn in the economy. It was a drought. It was worse than a Great Depression. It was a drought. In fact, I I don't know if harder times have ever been experienced than what took place there. But I want you to know tonight God still had his hand on the situation. Listen, I I know and understand that when we begin to talk like this folks get nervous. But this world needs a move of God Like it's never had. They're not going to get turned around. Until we understand. God is trying to move us into a place. That the only thing that can happen. Is he will manifest himself. Through us. To provide for them. Elijah, he enjoyed food and water at Cherith for a year before the creek dried up. But while he was there, he was learning a thing or two. Consider with me tonight some of the things that God taught Elijah. As he roughed it there beside the creek. Let me tell you something, folks. You hear me say this. You hear pastors say it often. This church really, really sometimes doesn't understand how good you have it. There are folks, in fact, all week long this week, I sat down with pastors, pastors' wives, began to listen to them talk about this struggle and that struggle. And I had to think to myself, you know, God, I, I don't mean this arrogantly, but we're so blessed. We're so blessed. God is bringing FBC to a teaching, life changing experience. Elijah learned when God provides even meager resources. We may be better off than the world suffering a drought. His accommodations were not a Hilton or a Weston, but God was providing for those who trusted Him. You're here tonight. By the grace of God. And you are what you are. By the hand of God. Amen. And you might not be a millionaire. You may not drive the finest car and live in the biggest house. But God would have you to know. In a time where the world is struggling. They're homeless on every corner. There are those that have no God at all. This night we gather in this place, blessed of God, the hand of God, directing our lives. Oh, I wish I had a voice tonight. Elijah only had bread and meat to eat and water to drink. The ravens brought him bread and meat twice a day and he drank water from the creek. We think... We understand Elijah found himself in a place of provision when everybody else was doing without. Listen to me. This is what I know. If you will position yourself God can move Before the drought comes. But you must put yourself in the place. Before hard times come. That God can move you. Toward him. And his provision. You see. When we begin to speak Prophetic words by faith. We must know and understand that God has us in mind when we speak those things. The judgment of God is real. This world has not begun to see what God's about to demonstrate. To get its attention. Hear me right now. The Bible said. That everything that can be shaken. Will be shaken. I rise on this Sunday night. To challenge FBC To tell you. Position yourself now. For what's about to come. Because God's going to move you from comfort. To a place that you'll be able to produce a miracle for those that need it. Come on, help me praise Him. God told His people, I'm going to take you to a land that flows with milk and honey but you see that wasn't a direct flight he's promised us that one day the trumpet's going to sound and he's going to come and get us and we're going to rise to meet him in the air but it's not a direct flight You see, they had to go through a wilderness experience to be able to get to the land that flowed with milk and honey. But guess what? Even in the wilderness, God supplied their need and produced the miracle because they were positioned in obedience to God and God could bless them there. Please hear me when I tell you that you cannot live your life just any way you want to live it and be in a position for the blessing of God. It's easy sometimes when we're sitting in a church like this church, it's easy sometimes to just Throw our arm on the back of the chair, cross our legs, and say, You know what? This is good. We don't have to do anything else. We've got good music, we've got good singers, we've got good preachers, we've got good staff, and we're doing pretty good. Look around. The church house is starting to fill up. And it's good enough. But hear me when I tell you, God says tonight, it is not good enough. I'm about to bring this world to the place that they'll run to the church. They'll run to the house of God. But I'm looking for my people that will be willing to be moved out of your comfort zone. For me to produce a miracle in you. I, uh, at camp meeting this week. I walked in. To the cafeteria. And there was this. I I guess a middle-aged man and his little mama sitting there in the cafeteria. They didn't pay registration. They just showed up at camp. They were sitting there at the table. I hadn't opened the doors yet to let everybody come in for dinner. They were sitting there. And I began to strike up a conversation with him. They lived in Frankfurt. They just came to church. And I watched that man. He needed a ride home after church. I said, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure that that happens. But I watched him. He went through the line once, then twice, then three times to get him a plate of something to eat. Now, I don't know if he'd eaten all day or not, but I'll tell you what I did know is I'd gone to a couple of restaurants that day, bought anything that I wanted to eat. I had a nice warm bed to sleep in that I had to just walk two, two roads over. I didn't need a ride home. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm trying to tell you, you need to get ready. God is about to send people that need. They don't need a pat on the back or a rub on the head. They're going to need a church that can produce a miracle. They're going to need food for their stomach. They're going to need rides to the house of God. Come on, I'm trying to get somebody to understand. God wants us to understand. He's going to take us from comfort. Because he's going to produce a miracle. I think really, really, we forget how good we have it. So, whether in spring or summer... when there would be new buds and fresh flowers to allow the bees to produce honey or during fall or winter when he could provide for them heavy cream from the milk the term meant that God would take care of his people no matter what the season was a land that flows with milk and honey you see It doesn't matter tonight what season your life is in right now. God promises that He will take care of you if you will be faithful to Him. God provides for us. In unusual ways. Just like God used ravens to take care of Elijah. God provides for us. Through our jobs. He shelters us. In houses. That he's blessed us with. And probably the greatest blessing. Of all that does not seem to be the slightest supernatural. Our family and friends are there expressing God's love and provision for our needs. Do you you know how many people in the world never hear the words, I love you. Oh, well, Bishop, they'll make it. They'll make it. They'll be on their own. They can, they can make it. You don't get it. You, you're not called to the church for you. You're not here because God thought you looked like a real good candidate to fill a seat in this sanctuary. But God saved you. So that you could save others. God loved you. So that you can love others. God moved you into the place of supernatural provision. So that he he can use you to provide for others. Watch this. Hear me. Watch this. What's going to happen to you when your creek dries up? Got a good job? What's going to happen if that job dries up? Got a nice home? What's going to happen when you lose your job and can't pay for your home? Wow, Bishop, that's some good positive stuff. Listen to me right here. I, 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 really don't, I really don't think we get it because we have it so well right now. But listen, something has to happen to get this world's attention. And I'm sad to tell you, You're going to be a part of that process. Elijah understood that God's hand was on him. But he also knew that if God would dry up a nation once, He would dry up a creek. But he knew every time that God moved supernaturally, he had to be in tune for the voice of God so he could hear God speak to give him his next direction. I tell this church tonight, God is getting ready to speak to this, his people. But we must position ourselves in a place where not only can we hear the voice of God, but be obedient to the voice of God. Now, to those of you that may think that this is just preacher's rhetoric, I want you to hear me. Those of you that have been around this church very long, you understand Several years ago, God moved on me prophetically to speak to this church and to tell this church it was growing, it was flourishing. We had families everywhere. God spoke to me to speak to this church, to tell this church, gird up your family there is a storm that's coming for the family. And everybody went on their merry way and just kept doing their own thing their own way. And before it was all said and done, there were 10 or 15 divorces and broken families in this church that once ran the aisles and worshiped God. Said, Bishop, why would God let that happen? God didn't let that happen. God spoke. His voice went forth. And nobody listened. You can say what you want to. But God still got a voice in the 21st century. And he's still speaking to the church. Here's the good news. If you stay true to God and you position yourself for God to speak to you and to move you into place, God, God will not leave you without options. He already has the situation figured out. But you got to listen. you got to have your ear tuned to the voice of God. I still believe God speaks to us individually. But I also believe that God speaks to us collectively. And we cannot, we cannot ignore the voice of God that would speak to this generation. He's trying to get us ready for a move of God that's unprecedented but we cannot be comfortable where we are and experience that move he's trying to shake us and awaken us and move us into that realm that he can provide supernaturally for us oh well bishop I, I don't want to go through that You must go through it. You're a child of God. You see, when God is moving, when circumstances are changing, when creeks are drying up, it just might be that God is planning greater miracles on the horizon. It just might be that God's getting ready to show us something which will inspire greater faith in him and his ability to provide for his children. Watch what happened to Elijah when he didn't doubt God. He moved as God was leading. Tell your neighbor God's leading us somewhere. God said Elijah I want you to go to Zarephath. The word Zarephath actually means crucible. Watch this. You know what a crucible is? It's a small porcelain vessel or cup that's used in a laboratory. Usually, what you do with it is you place a liquid mixture in the crucible and place it over the flame and let it boil until the water is boiled out and leaving the solid in the bottom of the crucible. One of the purposes of that procedure is to decide what the mixture is made of. Just as sure as I'm standing before. God is getting ready to separate out. He's getting ready to find out what you're made of. If you're in this for the fishes and loaves, or you're in this to produce the fishes and loaves, Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I cast down every spirit of resistance, of doubt and unbelief. God, I speak right now to this people for the fear of God to take hold of our heart. For us to understand, God, that you're speaking to this generation because this will be the generation upon whom the ends of the earth shall come, and God you desire to move in a mighty way in the midst of this people.. God is about to find out what kind of qualities you have you see when you speak of an individual who has been tried and distilled in a crucible You're usually speaking about an extreme test. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to be easy. A painful test. It's not one that you would choose for yourself. In fact, the only reason that I could think that one would voluntarily venture to the crucible... Is when his creek has dried up. So Elijah, at the direction of God, goes to Zarephath, the crucible, for a time of testing. It was like being led from the frying pan into the fire. Zarephath was outside of Israel outside of Elijah's stomping grounds outside of his comfort zone it was located in the land that we know as Lebanon you see god may lead you through unfamiliar territory that he wants you to experience to help you become the person he is shaping you to be oh i'm not comfortable with that that's good that's where he wants you he's going to move you out of comfortable to production You see, it's how faith in God is derived, developed. When you see Him work in ways you never expected, you can trust God that no matter what comes, no matter what goes in your life, He will always be there to be sure that you are provided for. If you ever have the opportunity. For God to produce. For you in Zarephath. The crucible. You'll be hard pressed. To ever doubt him. Again. I. I and moving to a place right now that I'm going to speak to you on a personal basis. Because I believe, I told some preachers the other day, we're living in a time, this last year, this last year, has been a calling out, not calling, calling. I mean separating out of those that either believe that God can and God will or that God is off the scene they've withdrawn themselves from the church they've given up relationship with God or they've made up their mind that no matter what I'm going to live for God no matter what comes or goes, no matter what happens I'm going to live for God it is a prophetic announcement that in the last day there would be a falling away. There are going to be those that aren't going to make it. But hear me, when they fall away, God's going to call those that are out of the world that have never felt Him, never been where you've been, never had that experience. He's going to draw them to the house of God. Brother Wendell and Brother Jordan baptized a man here yesterday. Sister Carol and her friend have been reaching out to and loving, and sharing the Word of God with him. We have been called to reach the lost. We're not here... Just to have good church. We've been called to reach in. The Bible said, pulling them out with fear. Reaching into the jaws of hell. What do you mean, Bishop? I'm telling you that God's trying to get some of us out of our comfort zone. To get us to sit down at a table. With a Bible study chart in our hand and share the Word of God with somebody that doesn't even know who he is. God's trying to get us to embrace those that don't embrace this truth and love them to Him until they are converted. We gotta get our eyes of judgment off of those that walk through the doors and put on eyes of mercy and eyes of grace that say that's a potential soul that can be saved, that's lost. Let me try to finish. What did Elijah find in Zarephath? Trees laden with fruit, streams newly stocked with fish, chickens in every pot, new cars in every garage, a robust economy. A new construction boom? Not hardly. The crucible is not ever that easy. Things in Zarephath were so bad that the only person Elijah could find to talk to was a widow woman who was collecting sticks and dried twigs. From the dusty ground. So she could go home and build a fire. Mix the very last bit of flour. And oil that she had together. To make a little cake of bread. So that she and her son. Could have one final meal. Together. wait a minute, God. I thought you were taking me from Cherith and you were going to bring me to a place of provision. Wait just a minute. You need to understand something. I've never in my life heard a sadder, sorrier story than this story right here. To the uneducated in the things of God, Elijah's request of this destitute woman seems the height of arrogance. Would you please bring me a cup of water, he says. She left to get it. And he asked her, would you also please bring me a piece of bread? The widow answered, In the name of the living Lord your God, I swear that I don't have any bread. All I have. Oh, that's all God needs to hear. Right. Yeah. Did you hear me? Yeah. That's all God needs to hear. Is all I have. First Pentecostal church. God is going to bring you to the place. That you will say. All I have. And when you get to the place. That it's all you have God will use you and it to produce the supernatural and a miracle that will bless the world. All that I have is <laughs> a handful of flour. And a little bit of olive oil. I'm on my way home now. With these few sticks. To cook what I have for my son and me. And then. We're going to starve. To death. You don't know what that feels like. Spiritually. Or physically. You don't know what it feels like to walk around an empty vessel that feels no God. An empty vessel that's never felt the unction of the Holy Ghost as it surges through your body. Because you feel it every Wednesday and every Sunday. But there are people, thousands upon thousands, not in Indianapolis... In Anderson, Indiana. They're roaming the streets of our city right now. They've never felt God. They've never been in the presence of God. They don't know what it feels like when you need healing to have the elders anoint you with oil. Pray the prayer of faith and you be healed. They know nothing of that. They hope they can make it through today and not die. We're going home. I'm going home. And after my son finish off what I have, son and I finish off what we have, we're going to starve to death. Wait a minute. That old prophet of God that made it stop raining for three and a half years because he prayed and God listened. That old prophet of God said, Everything is going to be fine. I declare to this church, Despite how difficult it shall become, everything will be be fine. Amen. Do what you said. The man of God said, Go home, fix something for you and your son. But first, Please make a piece of bread for me, and please bring it to me. Wait a minute. I just told you I'm going to die. No, you're not going to die, but you're going to have to move out of that place of believing that the world is coming to an end and understand that the hand of God has sent me to you. He dried up my blessing and my miracle the other day, but He sent me here and got me out of my comfort zone. He sent me here to produce a miracle for you. You know the story well. Scripture said she did just exactly what he said. This is a warning before I close to you tonight. If you are experiencing a time of rest now, if things are going well for you, if you're enjoying God's Provision there by Cherith. Savor the flavor while you can. But be prepared for the day that God moves you to the crucible of Zarephath. But before you get uneasy... Before you start hiding, hoping that he'll not notice you and choose someone else for such an honor. When God leads to Zarephath, it's because he wants to do another miracle for you, perhaps one that supersedes what you've had before. Have you ever... I love watching nature. We have a two columns on our front porch and four small columns on our back porch. And every spring I tear down nests in the fall and every spring the nests are back again. Every year. Every year. Have you you ever, ever watched a mother bird feed its baby? The mother finds a worm or a bug, swallows it, partially digests it, flies back to the nest, regurgitates it, and deposits it into the mouth of the baby. And all those little babies do is sit there with their mouth open waiting for mama's next trip. It don't matter if she's anywhere. They just keep that little mouth open because they understand that somewhere in God's design He sent them something that would provide for them until they were able to make it on their own and climb up on the edge of that nest and fly away. The Bible doesn't actually describe how Elijah was fed. But in Zarephath... In the midst of hunger and squalor. We find the Lord providing miraculously in the home of a widow. Everything will be fine, he said. Do what you said. Go home and fix something for you and your son. But first, make me a small piece of bread and bring it. The Lord God of Israel has promised that your jar of flour won't run out and your bottle of oil won't dry up before He sends rain for the crops. The widow went home and did exactly what Elijah had told her. She and Elijah and her family had enough food for a long time. The Lord kept the promise that His prophet Elijah had made and she never ran out of flour and oil until the rain started falling. Thus saith the Lord to this people tonight. I am preparing to rain a revival of souls upon this place. But until I do, I look for a people that will be willing to trust me until the rain falls to supply for you and those that I send you to. And when I send you to them, I shall place upon you the anointing that will produce the miraculous. This night, I search for one willing to obey the call. Stand. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. God, God is getting ready to move some folks here tonight. He's not going to move you out of the church. But he's going to move you out of your comfort zone. Where once you felt comfortable and felt at ease, you will not feel that any longer. There will be an urging in the Spirit to rise up and do the will of God, there will be an unction in the Spirit. That when you encounter those that have need. God will move on you to meet that need supernaturally. But you will be moved from comfort to the miracle. Now this is what I'm looking for. Or God rather is looking for tonight. He's looking for a mass of people. Not just a few. That'll rise up and say, God, I don't know what you have in mind. But I am willing to do what you're asking tonight. I want to move from comfort God, I want to begin to reach the lost. I want to begin to heal the sick. I want to begin to help the hurting. God, I'm asking you to touch me tonight that I might produce the miraculous to those that I come in contact with. Come on, FPC. God's getting ready to do something special among us we cannot sit idly by and let the world die and go to hell we must do everything that we can to reach them before it's too late He saved us He's healed us He's forgiven us He's provided for us, and He did all of that so that we could reach a world for Him. Come on, would you reach up to God right now and ask Him? Ask Him right now to let you feel that burden, to let you feel that unction of His Spirit. Oh, God, use me, use me, God. I'm willing to move out of comfort to move to the miraculous